Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm dancing with my shoulders today. No. You look like, you know when they um, take those exercise people into old people's homes <laughs> and uh, the old people sit in chairs and they're encouraged to move their shoulders. I do. It's called awesome. move it or lose it. It's yeah. a whole movement, you know, a yeah, whole, whole exercise thing. Like. You look like an old person sitting <gasps> in a chair in old people's you. home moving your shoulders. We're sitting in our own mess. I'm going to flounce <laughs> off. I'm, I'm, that's it. I'm off. Bye. Oh, by the way, let's introduce ourselves. I am Jenny Eclair. And I'm Judith Holder. Together we are... Older, older and, and wider. wider! God, we sound like the Teletubbies. God, that was great. <laughs> that was almost choreographed. That was almost like we rehearsed it, which would be tragic if we had. OK, how are we feeling? It's still... January is dragging on. Oh, January is a tough old month, isn't it? Oh, you've the, got post-wedding come down. I have, really. Yes, I have got post-wedding come down. I have... Do you know? It, it, I it was all so exciting. It wasn't it? was, it was, and it was. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot to look forward to. And then all of a sudden, it's just a load of lost property and a bridal dress to have dry cleaned. That's what she's left me with. How stained is the bridal dress? Well, it's not that stained, but you know, I mean, the size of it is ridiculous. I, t- I had to put it in the boot of the car yesterday to take it to the dry cleaners. I mean, you know, it's absolutely huge. You can barely sort of carry it as I'm as, as I'm walking it to the dry cleaners. But guess how much they quoted me for cleaning it? It's, it's not disgusting, but it's got kind of grey bits all over the bottom. Where grey she's bits? Wet. Well, you know, bits of dirt and everything, yeah. bits of... Yeah, you know, not mud, but anyway, yeah. yes. Go Going on, around yes. the mud. Uh, a post-coital, post-wedding shag, maybe. Well, I wasn't going to go there, but uh, yeah. Maybe. Okay, I'd say £35. Oh, so much more. Go on. £135. That's more than the dress cost, surely. Well, sadly not. Uh, and what are you going to use it for again? I know eighty five pounds apparently to have the box to put it in afterwards. Sorry, so, sorry, they're charging eighty five quid for a box. Mm, a special kind of it's wedding. like a coffin. Yeah. If I, uh, sorry, if I'm going to pay eighty five quid for a box, I want to get be able to get buried in it. Well, that's quite a good doubling in, up, isn't it? In the dress, actually, <laughs> just to spite well, everybody. But you know that might be a quite quite. A You've good lost use. all that weight. Yeah, quite yeah. a good use for it. No, it's terrible. I don't know why she doesn't put it on on eBay. That's what she should. I, in fact, I might suggest that tonight when I see her but she'll 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 hate the idea oh I think it's a bit fresh do you oh yeah she's not been married a month oh you might yeah you're probably right might have to leave it give it six months but I'm not having it clean for that much I'm going to dunk it in the bath I went, yeah. Did you, did you not get... No, I thought I'm not paying £135. It'll be end Plus up the Plus £85 pounds for, the, for box. the box. No, I thought I'd have a go at dunking it. The problem is, where on earth do you dry it? Because it's so big. Well, if it's only the hem that's a little bit grubby, no. I think a, a bath dunk is... A bath dunk. Yeah. But then, OK, that's fine. But then where do I hang it to dry? Except out of the window, possibly. Uh, you've got a very big garden. I suppose you have a washing line in your garden. Yeah, but it's not high enough. 
Oh. We're now talking into sort of suspending between. This is, this is the kind of thought process that's already started to take shape in my mind. Because it's exhausting. Yes, isn't it? it is being exhausting. The mother and the bride. And will she care? Of course she won't. I care. would get okay. Uh, clothesline night sad. Prop it up so it's high. Well, Hang yeah. the dress up on what? I don't know. Your clothes prop. I think it's going to have to go. be suspended from one window to the other, I can see. Okay, I'd do that. Yeah. Set up a washing line between windows. Yes. Like a hose. A garden hose. Oh, hose a garden the, hose to hose rinse the it. Yeah. Like that. Like, like that. A, a karcher. <laughs> you know those karcher machines? Oh, I like a karcher. Right. That's oh, karcher. Do you that know, that is better than squeezing spots. Carching the patio. Oh, sorry, sounding pretty loud. Oh, she's touching her that breasts. Is... As she's talking about carching the patio. Yeah, I, do you know that is what I'm going to do at the weekend. That is so what I'm going to do this weekend. Patio or wedding dress? Oh no, the wedding dress. I have to wait for better weather. Now I'm going to get the carcher thing out. Oh. Hours of fun I could get out of that. No, I'm sorry. I'm, that is, that's all day Saturday and possibly Sunday. It's not so raining. Because I've been employing somebody to do it for me. I didn't what? know I could get so much pleasure out of it myself. Oh, Why absolutely. hasn't he been paying me? Well, he should have been. Absolutely. The cheeky tyke. Yeah. Mind you, you haven't got very much patio. It's all, all gravel. Right, we're not... Gravel at the end of the, at the bottom of your garden. It's not gravel. Well, it's, it's we've got a lot gravel. of pebble. We've got a lot pebble, of pebble. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, the empty one. nest... Oh, it's hard. It is hard. And now she's married, it does feel... It feels, you know, like I can't really talk about Sienna's room at home anymore. That's ridiculous, isn't it? You know, where are you going? Oh, can you put that up in Sienna's room? It's not really Sienna's room anymore. Mrs. What's her surname? Oh, I have to think, don't I? Kaplan. Mrs. Kaplan. You could say, put it up in Mrs. Kaplan's room. (laughs) Mrs. Kaplan's room. I think it's probably time to turn Mrs. Kaplan's room into a hobby... Stroke craft, stroke exercise studio for yourself. Because Mike's got that shed in the oh, back garden. You, I'm you've so angry that I gave him that shed. Been very, very jealous. I can't over. tell you. I don't know what came over me when we bought that house. I thought, well, I don't want his African crap and his and his a jukebox yeah. in the house. So I'll do a mix, deal. Isn't it? Well, it is actually death masks and a jukebox. Oh, yeah, I don't want any of that crap in the house. So you can have the summer house as yeah. long as none of the crap comes in indoors. Yeah. Every time I walk past that summer house, I think it's his, and it's, so should be mine. You can hear that jukebox whirring yeah, away. Yeah, it's a mess in there. He takes no pride in it. I would have, do you know, there's even a wood-burning stove in there. Never lights it. I'd be in there all the time. I'd have gingham up on the, and the curtains up. I'd have my sewing machine out. I'd have some nice music on. All I'm saying, you can do that in Mrs Kaplan's room now. Move yeah. into Mrs. Kaplan's. Well, I can't hang well, Better still, he could have Mrs. Kaplan's room, but I could move into the summer house. That's a much better plan all round. Not bo- he's not moving, though. I've well, tried. We've sorted that out, then. That's how to get over the empty Or a puppy. Got... Or I could buy a puppy. Oh. I've started to think about that again now. If you looked at my, at my Google search history, starting to be a few Cocker Spaniels now. So why the Cocker Spaniel? Because you've been a Labrador a Labrador. No, I don't know. I know that I'm getting too old now to have a Labrador because the turds are too big. Okay. Yeah, too yeah, heavy yeah. to lift. Well, no, how, but they're too big. How big you are these? And you can't lift a Labrador over a stile, can you? They're impractical or into the back of the car. That's why the only dog I yeah. want is a Dachshund. Yeah, I don't I don't share you. I, oh, no, God. no, I think they're a bit 
No, I love them. They're funny little intelligent faces and their beady eyes. Are you ever going to get one? No, of course not. Neither of us are, are we? We're just going to fantasize about it. You probably will. I might do. I might get a cocker spaniel. Because you live in that kind. You have that kind of lifestyle. But you You know what? But you know what? And this is really scary. And I've only just realised this when I was just about to say it. But I think part of my motivation for getting a puppy is that the girls will come back home and see it. That is really sad, isn't it? So basically, it's the kind of denial. Of empty nest syndrome, still, isn't it? Yeah, you. Uh, Mrs. Kaplan might get her own dog. Oh, stop it! She might, and actually. then she'll use that as an, an excuse not busy. to come and see. That's right, can't. Sorry, can't look bring the dog. the dog. The dog's car sick. Can't bring it. Oh, oh. I think if I get a whiff of that, I might just quickly get one. It's very really difficult. I think that we're at a difficult time of our lives. Um, we're not quite sure. Where we're going next? Whether the work's going to continue to come in? Exactly. Do we take? Do we retire? How do we retire? Mm, mm. I wrote about this. I mentioned it in an Independent article uh, the other week, uh, and it was it was triggered from uh, Tim Henman having to retire oh, early. Yeah. Was it Tim Henman? Not that early. How old is he? I've got the wrong tennis player. Oh, Andy time. Murray. Yeah, Andy Murray. Knew, Tim I Henman. knew you meant. They're exactly the same, aren't they? <laughs> So you're 63, so you're five years ahead well, of me. Well, and I don't get my pension, and well, this is the does? point, until I'm 66. Well, it'll probably be 70 by the time I I'm, get there. Well, yes, it'll probably be 70 by the time I get there as well. They'll just keep moving the bowls, the, the, the goalposts. Goal <laughs> but no, it is a dilemma, isn't it? And and, and I know loads of people, perhaps more more than half of, of the men, men in this country, are still working when they're 65. I, I kind of seem to f- still have this need to prove myself. We were talking about this, weren't we, before? But, you know, I still kind of need to tell the world that I am, oh, look at me, you know, yeah. I'm still working. Look at me, I'm still doing this, I'm still doing that. Look how interesting I am. And I think I have always been a bit like that. Work has always defined me, as it does loads and loads of people. I can't course, afford not to work. Well, plus, plus I can't afford, no, neither can I. Um, but the pension thing is a real problem, oh, isn't I've it? I've got a brilliant idea. You know, Have Mrs. You? Kaplan's spare room? Yeah. Get a lodger. <laughs> you take all the money. Yeah. Yeah, that's a no, good idea. I couldn't think of anything worse, That always actually. happens in the sitcoms, though, doesn't it? That's exactly what happens in a sitcom. Somebody moves out, woman gets empty nest, and a, and a lodger moves in. Yeah. Mm, it's the usual storyline, but I can see the sense of it. But, I mean, you know, what are we supposed to do? I can't work in B&Q because I don't know anything about... You know, they train you up, DIY. Judith. They probably would actually. You'd be Waitrose. excellent. I'd you... be right at Waitrose. Do you know what? what? I think that B and Q or Waitrose, if you got a job in a shop or something, I think within six months you'd probably be in a managerial position. No, not at sixty-three. You must be kidding. Do you know if, if you were? You know, last week we did a podcast with uh, Bryony Kimmings. She would do a show about this, and she would immerse herself really deeply, and she'd get a job in B and Q. I kind of feel like challenging ah, you. Ah, so maybe I should pretend that it's sort of um, artistic um, research, yeah. but I actually just get a job at Waitrose yeah. and pretend to all my friends that I am not. It's not that I want a job in Waitrose, but just that it's research for yeah. my next project with a capital P. Yeah. Actually, I know, I do like you know that. what? This is something we might pitch like to a TV that. station. Yeah, yeah. The problem I'd have with Waitrose is that because my glasses aren't very a focal because they make me dizzy, yeah. is I'd have to keep taking them on and off all the time. Nobody that would makes want to come to your till. Would they? Oh, God, that slow woman's on the till. I might be all right slicing the ham, but then I'd have to make sure I'd got my glasses on, wouldn't I? God, can you imagine the blood? Yeah. <laughs> a blooded ham? Do you want blooded ham? Oh, with extra gore? That's a terrible thing. <laughs> Um, so we, we, well, I, I've got sort of semi-empty, well, I've got empty nest because Phoebe's moved out, but she doesn't live too far away. No, well, that's um, nice. 
That's nice. I'm glad to say. That's it's nice. under a tenner in an Uber. Yeah. Sometimes in the middle of the night when I, I miss her very badly. Oh, do you? Yeah, in the middle of the night? It's under a tenner in an Uber. Yeah. I wonder how she'd feel if I just pitched up now. It's only one o'clock. You I don't could... seriously think Sometimes that. Sometimes I do. Yeah, I do. God, um, I thought I had it bad. Yeah. Blimey. I, I don't think about retirement yet because I haven't got enough money um, and uh, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. And then I'd get very depressed. And, yeah. And uh, I know, you see, with me, when I get very depressed, I can't help myself because as we know as women who have had down moments in our lives mm. there, there are things we can do positive things we can do to pick ourselves out of, of the depths I think that what we need to do is when we think about retirement we have to sort of go into a semi-retired mode first I think that for us it's very important not to go the whole hog straight yeah. off I think we have to go if, if retirement is staring us in the face, and for you and I who are freelancers, it's yeah. because, you know, the phone stopped ringing. Absolutely. It's, it's nothing to do with us. Nobody's yeah. given us a, glo- a gold clock, no. a handshake and a pension. They have just stopped phoning us up and asking yeah. us to do things. So you have to go, right, uh, I can still continue with my own projects that I will, you know, galvanise myself. But in the time I will allow myself several hours a day to practice for retirement. Right. Because I think we need to practice yes, for retirement. Yes, Practice a, for old age. It's yeah. like a... Just for um, not feeling guilty about having downtime and stretching... Because I think that when you've been a freelancer and a writer at home, you sort of say, right, I'm allowed to stop at 7 o'clock. Well, if, you, if the projects aren't going to fill that time till 7 o'clock, I think you should start saying, right, I now work till 4 o'clock yeah. and I spend those three hours that I used to spend in front of my computer doing something else. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent idea. So is that what you're doing? No. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not, but I think that probably oh, is the yeah, way yeah, forward. Oh, yeah, no, I think that's a very good way of looking at it. Yes. Well, you don't like the term semi-retired, do you? How sound... many people have you met and they've said, oh, I'm semi-retired? And you think, you're not you're fully retired. Yeah. You know. You're a nuisance. Yeah, you're... Get out of my way. <laughs> ah, look at you. I live with somebody who has not retired. He doesn't know, just doesn't know how to. And he's 70 and still working full time as mm. a designer. And I mean, I think that also what happens with us is that we get into a... a a slightly competitive thing. Oh, do you? Whereby he's in his study till seven o'clock at night. Yeah. I'm in my study till seven oh, o'clock. Sometimes right. I'm lying on the floor having a kit, but don't tell him that. Good, good. But and so we kind of aren't allowing each other. And really, it's my job as the younger, generous female part of the relationship to sort of say to him, "Listen, you know, take, give yourself a bit more of a break." Yeah, yeah. Because it's it is getting a bit worrying now. He's but- Yes, he's overworking. Yeah, and will he will he retire one day? What 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 will happen? Will he? I think one day he might fall down the stairs, and that be it. I don't know. You oh, actually greasing? You know them. that lard. Um, <laughs> it's, it's but a... I know about you and Jeff. But you've been listening to Audible together. That's that's practicing retirement, isn't it? That's a nice leisure activity that you're doing together. Tell but, us tell us about that. Well, I think that it's it's a tricky thing, isn't it? Uh, when we're talking about. Um, technology and screen time and there's a lot of people who sneer at how much time you spend on social media and how much time you spend uh, on the YouTube things but a lot of these things can be used for the good mm. uh, for example the as you were talking about the audible that Jeff and I share um, we have a, a joint book on the go and it's uh, you know that JK Rowling 
Yeah. Or as I call her, J.K. Rowling in it, because she's got money. <laughs> See, my joke. <laughs> um, we are sharing, at the moment, J.K. Rowling, under another name, oh, Robert yes. Gil- Galbraith, yes. writes the Cormoran Strike series. The latest one, oh, God knows what it's called. Um, how many White... pages in it? In, in it? How, many what? how many pages into this book are you that you don't know the title of? Well, the thing is, we are, um, it's called White something. Lethal White. It's called Lethal White. <laughs> And it has many chapters, probably about sixty chapters, and um, and they're all almost half an hour long, sort of thing. Yeah. So we have half an hour at bedtime together. Oh, how sweet! Yes, isn't it? Isn't it? It's a shared hobby. Do you have one bit of an earphone each, no, or no, you had it, it? You had it on on loudspeaker. Well, sort not of loudspeaker, thing. just normal, just on the pillow. On, yes, on the pillow between us. Oh. But the thing is, Judith, because yeah. I like to drink wine before I go to bed. Yes, I noticed that. I um, fall asleep as soon as my head. <laughs> It's a pill. I've had two big glasses of wine and I listen to a bit of story and then <laughs> I'm out, out to the count. And then Jeff listens because he's a bit of a schoolie. He like, and he, once he's in a story, he'll listen to, and I put it on a half hour timer and yeah. he'll listen all the way through, all the way through the half an hour. And in the morning, I wake up and I go, ah, I think I might have fallen asleep. I might have fallen asleep uh, before it was a half an hour. He said, you fell asleep within five minutes. I suppose we have to listen to that half an hour all over again. Oh, no. So does that, you, we have to start the chapter. We started oh, chapter gosh. 47 yeah. eight times. <gasps> That's very trying. Isn't it? He's very patient, He's isn't very he, patient, with you? But by that time, it's got quite complicated. There are a lot of people in yeah. the frame that could have done it. Or was it a suicide? I don't think so. And it goes... And Anyway, so it's we're getting our money's worth out of it. You are, aren't you? Talking of technology, yes. you... Uh, bleated to me earlier that you're slightly worried about your um, phone use. Well, for some reason, my phone has started sending me messages saying how long um, each day I'm spending on screen. You know, this is a woman that sort of complained about everybody being on screen all the time. Can't believe how much time, you know, everybody around me, us all, all the time is on it. Guess how much? It sent me a message. It's sending me a message every day to say how much time. At the end of the day, how much time I've been on screen every day. Guess what? Guess how much? When you say the end of the day, does it decide what time your end of the day is? Is, is that about seven o'clock? Yeah, it varies. But actually, thinking about it, that's probably exactly what it does. It knows that's when I generally sort of put Switch it down. Switch off, yes. Yeah. You, you're then, very good at putting your phone down about six o'clock, well, I'm not I think. that good. I, no, because the girls might send me a WhatsApp. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm on the lookout. OK. But yes, I would generally. say that in a, in a day... Yeah, uh, on social media. Well, we're talking about on your phone. Are we talking about making telephone calls and emails? Well, I don't make any telephone calls, but yeah, you know, just screen time on my phone, not oh. on my computer. Screen time on my phone. Three hours a day. No, well, actually, that's far too much. You no, know, it's a bit less, but it's not much less. I think on average, it's something like two hours thirty-five minutes a day. And I was really shocked about that. So really shocked. How would you break that down? Two well, hours. A lot of minutes. social media. But you don't use Twitter much, so is it Facebook? I do a bit. I do bit a of bit. Twitter. A lot of Twitter stalking. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit of that. It's a little bit of that. Yeah. And um, and I think looking things up. I think there's quite a lot of sort of stuff that I'm. Is... Actually, a lot of rightmove.com, if I'm honest. An awful lot of looking at beach houses. And, and is there um, quite a lot of medical stuff as well? There's quite a lot of that, yeah. yeah there is yeah, quite a lot of that. The medical yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, there's an awful lot of puppy puppies for okay, sale in Oxfordshire, okay. beach huts. Yeah, there's a lot of all that. So looking for another life, basically. Looking for another Googling one, another Jenny, life. Jenny, I think that's what it is. <gasps> Googling that another is, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. <sighs> Last podcast, we had a young Ian. We've got another old bag coming in now. Maria McElhaney and I 
I've never known how to pronounce her surname. I don't think you do it like that. McCurlane. I don't know. I'll check her. When she comes in, I'll ask her. I've never asked her. I've known her for 30 years. I've always mispronounced it. Um, We did some work together many years ago. And we fell out. And I haven't seen her for ages. It's going to be interesting. Well, yes. I hope you've resolved your differences. Not yet. We'll see what happens when she comes in. Interesting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you yes. know what, Maria? I've yes. known you for a very long time. I've never known years. you. 242. And you're older than me. Yes. Um, I have months. never known how to pronounce your surname properly. Well, Go on. That's how much you care. <laughs> McCurlane. McCurlane. I sometimes call you Maria McElhaney. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind that. McElhaney's I don't good. have any trouble at all with your surname. Thank you, Judith. I remember Maria. Maria McCurlane, um, who you will know from the Graham Norton show. We have to say thank you very much for our plug. We heard you yes. say. Yes. You mentioned our podcast. You didn't need to get me on just because of that. I well, just thought that the title was actually really brilliant. So you hadn't even heard one. <laughs> but I've caught up on them. Since and I, I remember you were keep interviewing Kay Flett, and you said to her, "Well, you're wearing a tunic," and I thought, well, "I'm not going to make that mistake." <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing a close fitting. I am. You're quite, a very good figure. Quite tight very fitting. Maria has always had it. She's always has been she? like that. She's been obsessed. But I don't have any children. <laughs> yeah. You see, the breasts. So you know, it swings them around about. The breasts are incredible. Actually, I would give you ten out of ten. I don't like what you do with your hands. I'm cupping them journey, like Maria's are. They're solid. They're high no, up, no, they're, they're not pert. actually that big for your cuppy hands. They are more the champagne glass. Yeah, that, very, they, very they are the champagne area. bowl sort the of bowl, thing. That one, the yeah, bowl. they're very good, very good indeed. Got your dog in here as oh, well. Oh, I want yes, the because dog. Judith is interested in dogs, I and I that. thought the dog um, <laughs> is. Charming thing. Oh, I know. She knows that there's a biscuit in that bag. Oh, it's an adorable dog. I love. I've got. I've got terrible empty nests, and I really, really want a dog. Yes, no. I've just been told because your daughter just got married. They're quite hard work. Yes. What what dogs are? Well, especially if you get a puppy, you know, it's sort of quite tedious. She might not live that long either. She (laughs) should get a really old dog, shouldn't she? She should have one that's sort of (laughs) at the same age as you, Judith. Oh, fuck you! (laughs) I don't know how old you are. I'm older than you. No, but in, in dog years, you mm, see, you've oh, got your, you're doing yes. well. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, people say that a dog is a child substitute, but it isn't. And I know that because her piano teacher told me. <laughs> you, okay. How much do you get for jokes on this thing? <laughs> when I first met you, you see, you were a stand-up. You had a different surname, which is why I've always struggled with McElhaney. Oh, yes. Maria Callas. Do you remember her? Yes, I do. She was a hard-faced stand-up. 
Murray and I, uh, ha- we have history together from the circuit. And Camberwell, do you not miss Camberwell? No. Oh, I don't I know. miss your area of Camberwell because that was quite posh. You were above a mattress shop, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> On the bit going down to Loughborough Junction. Uh, no, I like my flat in Marble Arch, thank you very much. Oh, God, yeah. I don't and um, I like my little place in Hastings. So oh, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. You well. see, you've got, you're doing all the things that I want to do. I do. You've got, you've got a dog and you live by the sea, both of which I, yeah, I crave crave for. I live in Oxfordshire, which couldn't be further than no, the sea. No, that's not so great. And I've got then. an empty nest, so I need to get myself sorted out. Well, you need to change your life, Judith. That's what I would say. She's Googling. She's Googling a life change at the moment. She's Googling puppies. If you sent me a problem on Graham Norton's show, on Saturday mornings on BBC Radio 2, um, I would say this is the time, Judith, to make a radical change. Oh, I love this. Get a dog. Yeah. Get, I'm loving it because it's not about me and my tits anymore. Get a dog. Change your life. Get a little place by the sea. To live. But Hastings is very, very popular at the moment, as well, you know. But so, you swim every day, don't you? I do swim a lot, yes. Yeah, I know, I went summer. swimming on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. But you liked the gym before anybody else did, back in the <laughs> 80s, when nobody, when there weren't even gyms. That's right, I built my first gym. You loved a gym. You <laughs> loved the money exercise. I earned from Meccano Club. You did. The Meccano Club was a gig that we all did in, it was in um, Islington, That's wasn't right. it? In that basement, yeah. Camden Head, was it? And no, then, first. Later on, uh, Maria and I and Julie Ballou wrote a play called 30 Somehow, which was about, do you remember 30 Somehow? I do. We took it to Edinburgh, and it was this surprise hit of the festival, wasn't it? No, we didn't really understand the reviews, did we? We thought, oh, that's good. One of the reviewers said, uh, beautifully captures the the coldness of Thatcher's Britain. We had no idea. No, we had no idea. No, we had no idea, Uh, but we were thrilled. Yeah. So when was this? Was this sort of post French and it Saunders? Was, or oh yes, pre nineteen ninety. Because I around had that time, yeah, around nineteen ninety one. Because we were around the age of thirty, and I just had Phoebe, um, and uh, yeah, it, we, yes, that's right. You were the only person who'd ever had a baby. I ever had? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't running thing. understand <laughs> how they didn't know how difficult it was <laughs> for me. It was so. How, you have no idea how difficult my life is. Was yeah. the painful retort of yeah. Madame Claire at that time? Despite the fact I had a nanny and everything. I oh, did. for goodness sake, Jenny! Really? <laughs> and I had Jeff, who was very hands-on. Um, so let's get back to the puppy because Judith is yes. Now. I've got puppy envy. Yeah. I am sitting here okay. looking, looking at her. What, well, she, what did you say she's called? She's a toy poodle. Her name is Dolly, mm. and she's quite small, and she fits in my bicycle in a little mm. bag. Can you put her in a pushchair? Well, that would make you look mad. I I think I already look slightly mad on a bicycle. Do you crochet it some clothes? No, no, because it's a dog. Okay. But I do know people who do, as I'm sure you do as well. Yes, you'd have to rein yourself in from that. If you are suffering the thing, this is for your new life, of course. Yes. If you are suffering the empty nest, Judith, I would say a nice little companion. Also, gets you out. If you're by the seaside, lovely bracing walks. Well, does she go on bracing walks? She looks a bit little to go on bracing walks. She does. She's a proper dog. But when you're cycling along, does she run along? She can do. Yes, she can do, but sometimes but she goes in the basket, does she? Yes, in London town. <gasps> Poodles are kind of more brave and adventurous than anybody gives them credit for, aren't they? Aren't they great swimmers? Uh, no, she doesn't like to swim, I, oh. um, uh, but I don't know. I don't really know very much about the breed, but they are quite bright. 
Yeah. Um, as I say, she I have got her into Oxford, so that's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she can't play the piano. Um, but uh, a quite hard work at the beginning. So we can talk about this afterwards if you wish. I will give you f- full information. But I want to know a little bit about you two now because you are... Tables the, are turned. Yeah, yeah. No, as the older and wider, wider. Um, duo, tell me a little bit about the worst thing about being middle-aged. Well, well, like you wouldn't know. <laughs> well, no, I'm asking you. I my... think, I okay, for me, anxiety. <laughs> really? Huge anxiety. Because I bumped and into you. And rage. Yes, no, I bumped into you. Do you understand the a... rage? I can tell. I mean, it's been evident since <laughs> I sat down, frankly. But I seem to recall talking to you at some book launch or other, I can't remember whose it was, and you said, I have been in a rage for two years. Now, what have you done about that rage? HRT. I went on HRT. Okay, so so has the rage... Clearly, it's, it hasn't helped that much, Jenny. It has abated to some extent. It's made me sort of less um, prone to fighting on the street. But what uh, do you think is the source of this rage? I think it's hormones. I okay. think that, you know, I got to 52... And suddenly the combination of anxiety and anger was almost too much to bear. Um, and I was picking fights with strangers kind of thing. It was right. getting to a point, we know, and I still live in South East London. So it gets to a point no, where not advisable. picking fights in South East London suddenly gets to a point where actually somebody's going to get a machete out yeah. on you. And you have not to... at 52. Especially <laughs> as I, I seem to run. I seem to remember you and I having a fight once and then you said, go on, then hit me. No, don't, because you do aerobics and it'll really hurt. <laughs> I remember that. Yes, we were rehearsing and, yes, I was furious. That I think I've always been a very angry well, woman. Well, I say nothing. Um, Judith, what about you? What's the worst thing for you apart from your children leaving home? Uh, <laughs> I can see why you're good at Grill Graham now. My goodness me, which I love, by the way. Um, I think I'm in this in-betweeny thing. You see, it's interesting that you said what's the worst thing about getting middle-aged and actually surely at our age we're not middle-aged I mean arithmetically we're not we don't know we can go on to we're 100 so I feel like I'm kind of in this funny sort of teenage thing like you know a teenager with liver spots that I'm not you know I'm not really properly old and I'm not I'm obviously not young you know am I I young I'm I'm, I'm probably young old they call it the third age age, don't they Judith I think nicely nice people say call it the third age and I think the third age is a good time to do something different and completely crazy and wild are you partnered Judith Uh, yes yes, I am and what does partner think about moving Uh, he's not so keen on that no he's not you see they've made the big move down from Hexham to Oxfordshire. Hexham is that in Devon? No, no it's in Northumberland. Oh, Northumberland. Yes, yeah, Lovely, for, all, for all sorts. Yeah, yeah, I know lots of yeah. To Oxfordshire, but you're not loving Oxfordshire. No, I, there's lots of things that I do absolutely love about Oxfordshire, but it doesn't include the sea. And there is this, uh, there's something about I think this this stage of being late middle age where you do start to think. Listen, if I'm going to do this, yet. I've just bloody well got to do it. And I think I've always wanted to be by the sea. It does something mm. to me. You're also a wild and, swimmer, and I'm a big wild. Oh, so yeah, every day at twelve thirty. But I think as you get, you know, I am at that stage where you just think, oh, for goodness sake, if I really do want to do something, I've just got to make it happen. I do think going back to the sort of middle age and where it goes into old age, mm. when it lurches into old age, which I am refusing to acknowledge any age lurching into old age until I can no longer cycle or get out of bed. Is that alone. your definition of, yes. of being old? When well, yes. When things. I can't cycle anymore, I will get on a plane to Dignitas. I think, but I can't cycle now. <laughs> oh no. I you know I live cycling. on the top of a very high hill. There's no yes. way I'm ever going to get up. Well, get an e-bike. Get an, you get an e-bike. Get an e-bike off eBay. I'm quite... T- e-bike I am, I am um, slightly tempted. 
But well, in maybe a minute, I'll get a dog cart. In a minute, all of us will suddenly be too afraid to do anything. I, I know, think that's. that's I've watched thing, people older than me, sort of who were quite thrusting and this at the other, get up on we the train, go to London. We have a fall, won't we? And then we'll lose our nerves. And then they suddenly start thinking, mm. "Oh, I don't really need to leave my house. Mm. I don't really need to." And it it becomes like a fearfulness. I've seen it in my own mother, who is you know nine hundred and fifty now. How old is your mother? Ninety one. Yeah, my mother's eighty nine. She's just stopped driving. Yes. And I there's a bit of me that thinks, "Thank God," and there's a bit of me that goes, "Ooh, that's a real shame." Because because I can see that a bit of her independence is being chipped away. And Eroded, she's only, yeah. Because she's had a cataract up and the her recovery has been very, very slow. It hasn't been that. She said, you know, if one other person tells me that cataract operations are the miracle of miracles, I shall slap them because her recovery has been... Like mother, like daughter. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a horrible thing to... To see my mother suddenly... Yes. Well, because your world shrinks, doesn't it, really? Yeah. And I suppose the people who, who survive old age best are people that don't have very grand sorts of ambitions, really, about what they want to do. I mean, I had an aunt who was, t- who was terribly modest in what she liked doing. You know, she'd say, oh, I've had a nice walk to the end of the road today. Oh, Judith, dear, that today. sounds depressing. No, Judith, she wasn't. I, th- I, think, I think in some ways, if there's a training for old age, it is, I suppose, to get used to sort to of To lower your that. standards. To lo- yeah. Or expectations. Your I don't, we're not sh- that keen on well, that. Well, that's because no. still in denial. We need to practice with some jigsaws But why, no, not we? in denial, Judith. Why can't we keep going? I mean, keep reading, keep listening, well, we keep that. being curious, et cetera, et cetera. absolutely. No, Whereas a trip to the end of the road would bore well, me bridges. Yeah, so, yes. yeah. Um, I think that we were talking earlier actually about the training for retirement, about sort of taking a couple of hours a day to say, I am allowed to do something for my own leisure that is not work. Yeah. yeah. But why are you only giving yourself two hours a day for leisure activities? Well, I'm still trying to work. I know, but you don't have to work that much, surely. I feel... I'm still writing books. Oh, yes, you are. Now, that's good. They're quite long-winded. I did very much enjoy your moving book, which I think I did mention on the radio once upon a time. And great, moving. Well, yeah, moving was the last one. Yeah. I've got another one coming out this year, fingers crossed and everything. All good, that. So good. We, fingers yeah. crossed for Brexit and that we all aren't <sighs> scratching around in the gutter for something to eat. Yes. Hey! I feel like Mark yeah. Steele now. Mark Steele came to Hastings the other day. Mark Steele Oh, I heard town. it. I heard it. He was very good, wasn't he? He was charmingly perceptive yeah. about the nutters that live there, frankly. <laughs> And there are a lot of nutters, and they do call them filth, which is failed in London, try Hastings, <laughs> as an acronym. And there is an... I was thinking on the way here, there's an awful lot of that, of people that... Nobody really... It's nice because there's no competition because no one really asks you anything about your previous life because they're frightened of the answer. You know, it might kind of all implode and come explode because in their face. people escape to people Hastings escape from to stuff. Hastings and they think that, you know, it will all be fine because I'll start a new life. But, of course, you take yourself with you wherever you go. Very perceptive. Yeah, I hope um, you're listening to that, Judith. I am. I am. You're yes. very perceptive. I can absolutely see why you're good at Grill Graham. You oh, are. You're you. very... What about my life? What should I do? You told no, her what to do. We still I want to hear about Hastings. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back to you in a minute, Jenny. So how long have you lived in Hastings? Um, I've been there for about uh, 14 years, but okay. not full time. I've kept yeah. my London flat. Sure. Um, it's been rented at times. and But I've got a nice little cottage and I can see the sea and hear oh, the sea, you can see the sea from your living room. And my expectations, I think, are very different now to what they to when I first well, arrived there. That's what you just they? said, though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. So, so if you're not careful, you'd be walking to the end of the road and thinking, that's enough for me. <laughs> 
So, you know, a, a seaside town is not lovely the whole time. It can be very Byronesque and poetic when the rain comes and the winds come, etc. So, I mean, it is about perspective. It's about taking the bits that you want from anywhere you are, I think. But so I what think do you... Like, sorry. But I think as I get older, I need to be exposed to the outdoors so much more than I than I needed to when I was why younger. Why do you think that? I don't know. I don't know why that happens. But Gardening? I, but I, Hard- no, gardening. Oh, gardening. Yes. Or a lot Death more. aid. Yes. Hard- <laughs> gardening. I like that. You've always been like that. Ever since we've worked together, you... Because I'm, I'm not, not fussed about outdoors. No, you, you don't know. really if get it, do you? Out, if I didn't go out of a daytime, it wouldn't bother me that much. No. But when we've written together, when you lived up in Hexham, uh, even when the weather was awful, you would say at lunchtime, I have to stop now, I have to go out and get some fresh air. Oh, absolutely. And I think, really? Yeah, you don't get that, do you? No, Which not is at peculiar. All. I think there are different types of people, though. But I, you know, it is an aging thing that makes you want to it get does, out there more. It? And, and I also, think it happens more. The yes. hippocampus or hypothalamus or whatever it is that the sun needs to get into via the eyes. It's very important, vitamin D, very important for the soul, a bit like sea swimming, you know, jolts your body back Makes into... you feel alive. But you I think alive. if I'm sitting at my desk, I, do, I don't feel alive. No. I've got to... Got to get out of, for a walk, yep. Jenny. Get out for a walk. So how is it being a single woman in your 60s? I really like it. Oh. I really like what it. What do you like about it? I like not having to answer to anybody. I like being able to get up in the middle of the night and have a cup of tea. I like being able to go in places without having to say this is mm-mm and whether or not they're okay and are they having a nice time. I realise that thing of, you know, when you get to a certain age, you have to be responsible for you having a nice time wherever you are. If you're going to a party, there's an involvement that you have to commit to to have a nice time at a party. You can't just sit there and go, oh, I hate parties. Why doesn't someone come and talk to me? I really yeah. hate parties. I'm really rubbish at parties. It's good. I'm quite sociable. I travel better alone, I think. But all my women friends about our age, all none of them seem to have sex with their husbands. I'm sort of quite intrigued by this. Because if I do want to have sex, I can have sex with a younger person and then kill them and bury them in my back garden. Have you got quite a few in the um, garden? Well, I had to move from my last place. Did you? It was too many. Up. Yeah. That's Lovely bay trees there, though. I mean, you know, they grow beautifully. <laughs> so I moved to a cottage without a garden. I thought I'd be able to break the habit if I didn't get a garden. <laughs> it's good to have young people around, to, well, you've got kids, to do the technical stuff. Can you make this work? Can you put the sock ca- cable into yeah. the sack? So do you hire them in or have you got sort of friends I've got, young? Yeah, I've got young yeah. friends. I think yeah. that's quite important. It is. I think it's important too. And you, do you yeah. still have ambition, Jenny? And I'm the same question to you, Judith. Yeah. That yeah. might be contributing to anxiety and anger because it's very hard to hold on to ambition, I think. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, although at what point can one let go? It's very hard in a world where, you know, as we know, you get to a certain age, you're invisible, you're not sexy anymore and no one really wants to employ you or you're yesterday's person. you're looking at when you say things like I'm that. I'm looking at all of us. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think your ambition but has to change in a sort of practical kind of way. You can't say, oh, I am ambitious to be on primetime television yes, anymore. That's okay. ridiculous. But I can still be ambitious as a writer. So what are, yes. so what, what are your ambitions as a writer? Uh, my ambitions as a, a writer Keep is writing. to keep writing yes. decent novels and to hopefully be able to write other uh, live performance projects that are over and above what I have done before. Right, right. 
Okay, let's revisit the Bodo babies then. What about you, Judith? I think I'm much less ambitious than I was. I think I think my life is so much better stripped of a lot of the ambition in it. But did you achieve a lot of the ambition? Yes, that you I did. Wanted? Yeah, and absolutely. make the money you wanted mostly. Good, but, all good. Yeah, but that's a good question. Yes. That's a bloody good question. Mostly, Thank I you. did. Thank you. Um, did you what? Make the money I wanted. And fulfil the ambitions you had. Yes, but I think I lost my ambition, getting a bit deep here, when after Mark died, because I suddenly looked around at everybody scrabbling for the same job. This was your boyfriend. Yeah, boyfriend who died of a, a thing called Marfan syndrome when I was 29. And I was very ambitious, and then I, it just suddenly left me, and I thought, I don't know quite what I'm what I'm struggling for here. What is the point of this struggle? Because it seemed less important compared to... It seemed much less important. And what was important to me was to have a nice life and to not be constantly in a state of anxiety. You know, I remember having this discussion with you about going up for jobs and somebody getting a job that you didn't get and you feeling rage about it. You know, I mean, this rage thing is very apparent, especially in the profession that we've chosen, Mm. which is all about vomiting your emotional guts when you go and see people for a job, leaving, thinking, oh, I really messed that up, not getting the job, hating yourself, hating everyone else, and then doing it all again. It's not like a normal job in the bank where you go in, somebody Mm. gives you a job, you go, thank you very much, and you stay there until you're Mm. 60 and Mm. you just get a salary. Contractually, you have to keep Proving yourself. I mean, it's each not time, just... each new job, yeah. even when you get to 60, 70, mm-hmm. talking to an actress who shall be nameless about this the other day. And she said, you know, every time they're being ju- you're being judged, even if she said, even though I'm going up for old bag parts, I'm still being oh, judged right on, bag. on how old baggy mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. And am I a difficult old bag? I think that if you're freelance in the way that I've been over a number of years, is that there is a little bit more control because. I'm not going up for parts. I don't no, audition for no. things. I, you know, create my own work and, and get it on. I mean, yes. and the thing is, nobody really stops you from putting a show on in a room above a pub. No. And if it goes down to that level, I'm still quite happy because I'm still creating a piece of work yes. and getting it out there, even if there's 15 people That's there. Right. Good. And well, what we, 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 have we... I think we, we're being wound up. Yeah, poor Daisy. She's got kids to pick up from school. <laughs> she popped we, Daisy. Yeah, she popped I down. hope you haven't got to edit this, bollocks. Yes, she has. We're gonna, we're <laughs> the only thing we're taking out is the dog. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah, no, take the dog out. Do a little wolf. He doesn't wolf. The dog was the she. The dog she. was the least interesting thing here, I think, today. Uh, let the, 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 does it make any noises? Not really. I'm going to do one for him, just in case people don't believe this dog. Okay, okay. does this sound like Dolly? Okay, it's a, a boy dog called Dolly. Dolly is a girl's name. Oh, so it's a girl dog. Sorry, I got confused. Okay, I'll do a girl dog so, bark. Alzheimer's. Okay. <laughs> okay, it goes like this. <laughs> Dolly's definitely looking at that. Dolly has now gone for Jenny's throat and she is dead. <laughs> <laughs>